feel really weird saying hello. Then don't say it. <laughs> no, I mean, you're so wise. <laughs> hello or not hello. Which one are you going to do there, sister? I don't know. Hello, and welcome to Where the People Aren't. I'm Allie. I'm Jesse. Today we are talking about... George, 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 George of, of the Jungle! jungle. We're just hanging out. It's a beautiful day in Minneapolis. It's a beautiful day, and we wish we could be recording outside. We do. But there's a lot of noise outside. And with zoning laws being what they are. Picture it. Picturing. It is 1997. Remember that? Oof. The number one song of the year was the rewrite of Elton John's Candle in the Wind, dedicated to the memory of Princess Diana, who makes an appearance later in this very depressing list. from a country lost without a soul album the I single yes with like the white it. rose on it yeah, yeah we had that too well it benefited something i don't know one i was her, 12 i don't remember one of her many many charities yes madeline albright is sworn in as the first female secretary of state a position created for thomas jefferson it is now filled by mike pompeo eliminating any significance or respect it formerly held also the way things are going he might not be the secretary of state when this episode comes out fingers Who crossed knows? bro fingers crossed this cabinet is slippery as fuck i saw a like grid of like the original like presidential staff and yeah. it was like grayed out boxes yeah yeah exactly it's it's like guess who right now yeah. just people are flipping the little tiles down divorce becomes legal in ireland in 1997 oh ireland you irish catholics are irish catholic irish catholic is a intense serious i was i was raised irish catholic like that's what my family was was irish catholics that's why you've never been divorced that's why i've never been divorced or married yeah there it's a lot it's a lot um 39 members of the heaven's gate cult commit suicide i don't really have a joke about that suicide this is a bummer year yeah not a lot of great things happen um i do like reading about cults but suicide cults really bum me out as they should right if they didn't i'd be a little worried about you I do watch a lot of true crime. You are things. into the true crime things, yes. I do. Bloomsbury Publishing releases Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in uh, London. It changes the lives of everyone over the age of eight, including me and Jesse. I'm so torn on Harry Potter right now. It's the only time I've ever been able to separate the art from the artist. It's so hard because she's so terrible. She's lost her mind. She, oh it seems like God. she's actually lost her mind. Yeah. With the tweets about shit no one asked about, like what happened to poop before plumbing. Oh, yeah, like how Hogwarts. wizards use the bathroom. Nobody needed to know that. No. No. Did she just think it and be like, I can't keep this to myself? I guess so. I don't know. She could have just not said anything and she would still be regarded as right one of the best children's author of the past If she had just fucked years. off and done nothing. Why be a turf when you can just be quiet? Right? It's... Anyway... Fuck turfs. We love Harry Potter. We don't yeah. stand JK anymore. We don't stand JK, but Harry Potter is just such a big part of my childhood. Yeah, me too. I don't know. It's Rainbow hard. Lupin is my first love. It's a rough thing to... Yeah, it's very hard. It was, it was the, the first time I ever really 
struggled with that because like i hate woody allen i just don't like yeah, woody allen him. as a as a, a comedian i don't think he's funny i don't think so he's funny I, I never had a problem with thinking he was a piece of shit anyway. did you see uh was it hatchet all the employees walked yeah, out love it and they they reversed it they decided not to publish his book good fuck good, him yeah right i saw it on facebook which i try to avoid because it's toxic people were like so this is how the world works now he was found innocent by a by the investigation but he's still being punished i'm like yeah because he fucking married his daughter yeah you can't really get Whatever. away from that one bud also there's no way ronan farrow is not frank sinatra's child can we just get that out of the way he's like so he's like this tiny compact just gorgeous person who looks exactly like frank sinatra anyway back to my facts Princess Diana dies in a car wreck caused by the paparazzi. Fuck paparazzi. The only good paparazzi is the Lady Gaga song. This is a real bummer of a list. James Cameron's Titanic becomes the best movie ever released, according to critics and every 15-year-old at the time. Oh, no. I did watch it. I think I saw it, like, three times in theaters when that came out. I had a poster. I didn't really like it, but I knew it was cool, and I was 10. I really wanted to be cool. Right. So I had a poster... And I put it on my ceiling right above my bed. And then one morning I woke up and I saw this boat coming towards me. Because, you know, the cover was just like the (laughs) front of the boat. And I freaked out. Sure. Lil Yachty is born. Who? He's a rapper, gentlemen. His name is Lil Yachty, which is pretty fun. He released a song called Minnesota. Oh. I wrote is a very odd track that is not really about Minnesota. A bummer for us Minnesotans who just want a taste of glory. And on July 16th, 1997, George of the Jungle was released in theaters, creating a wave of Brendan Fraser mania that remains to this day. I still love him deeply with all of my heart. Will wants to have a Brendan Fraser film marathon. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Laughs in the past. They're all good. They're yeah, just all good. They're all good. Everything. I don't think I ever saw Inkheart. I didn't either. That one was based on a book. But it's got Brendan Fraser, so I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I think this is a good spot for the Roger Ebert quote about this film, after your bummer year facts. Sorry. Is George of the Jungle a great movie? No. But it is well positioned for the silly season, when we've had just about all of the terrorist explosions we need for one summer, and it's still too hot for the autumn art films. Mm-hmm. That's legit. I think that's true. I think sometimes you just need stupid, silly things. But stupid, silly, and still funny, which I think Right, like it can't just be stupid. It has to be good stupid. Right. Should we want to movie facts? Yes, please. George of the Jungle was directed by Sam Weissman. It starred Brendan Fraser, Leslie Mann, Thomas Hayden Church, and the voice of John Cleese. George has raised himself since he was a baby, and a plane crash stranded him in an African jungle. Now an adult, George has his first human contact in years when he rescues explorer Ursula Stanhope from a lion. George and Ursula connect, and she leaves her fiancé, Lyle, and takes George back to San Francisco. But when George learns that his gorilla buddy has been captured, he and Ursula return on a rescue mission. I feel like whoever wrote the synopsis maybe didn't actually watch the movie. It's not a very good... This is not a difficult movie to sum up, I don't think, and they somehow managed to miss the mark pretty severely. Right, like, they, they leave out that Lyle's in prison. He is. He's uh, he's in the pokey. And and that, like, George and Ursula don't go together back to Africa. George sends himself to Africa, and she follows him. Yeah, because she loves him. Because she loves him. Spoiler. Spoiler. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very thin. Huh. Anyway. Whatever. Also, he didn't raise himself. I feel like he was raised by apes. Oh, by at least one. By at least one. 
Released July 16th, 1997, it had a budget of $55 million and a box office of $174.4 million. Hmm. It has a 5.4 on IMDb, a 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, oh. but Roger Ebert gave it 3 out of 4. He's the only one that matters. He's the only one that matters. Uh, it was nominated for some awards. It was nominated for Best Fantasy Film for the Saturn Awards. It won the top box office films for the ASCAP Awards, which I don't even know what those are. Hmm. Uh, it was a nominee. No, I'm sorry. Brendan Fraser was a nominee for favorite actor in a family movie for the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards. Remember those? Remember those? No, I don't actually remember those at all, oh. but there you have it. Mm-hmm. It was also a nominee for a Stinker Award for the worst screenplay for a film grossing more than $100 million using Hollywood math. I don't know what that means. No. At that all. That seems really specific. So specific. Somebody was really butthurt about this film. Uh, it did lose to Batman and Robin, though. For that whatever i i fucking love schumacher's batman movies it's pretty great nipples me crazy origin story is that right yeah so george of the jungle was based on a short-lived saturday morning cartoon created by animation pioneers jay ward and bill scott who also created the rocky and bullwinkle show as well as dudley do right making them very close to Brendan Fraser in Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. I've never seen Dudley Do Right. I feel like I did. I feel like it was on, on TV at some point when I was a kid. I never saw the movie. I never saw the cartoon. I didn't even know it was based on a cartoon until I started doing research for this. It's about a Mountie, right? A Mountie. A Canadian Mountie. The show only ran for 17 episodes in 1967, so there isn't much of an origin story. The main character... George was a combination of Tarzan and George Eiferman, and a Mr. America and Mr. Universe winner. George is most often compared to Tarzan, given the incredible similarity in situation. A lot of the research referred to George as a parody, but I didn't ever manage to really get through all of Tarzan of the Apes. I tried it a few times, so I don't know how accurate it is. It just seems like a slightly more comical copy more than a straight parody, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I never read the Tarzan. The original series is very similar in animation style to Rocky and Bullwinkle, and I only got through like 10 minutes I, we watched, like, four or five of the episodes. You watched full episodes. I couldn't do that. Uh, I wrote, I only got through a bit. I can say with full confidence I've never seen so much bizarre, problematic material crammed into 19 minutes before. It's really bad. It's really bad. The hero is apparently mentally handicapped. The heroine isn't much better. Everyone is white and apparently from New York, including the native Africans. And for some reason, Humphrey Bogart is a poacher. I didn't even bother trying to watch the 2007 remake. Oh, I didn't even know there was a remake. There was. Um, I don't know how long it lasted. It looked like, in animation style, it looked similar to Phineas the Ferb. Oh. Another one I never saw. I think it's on Disney Plus, though. Oh, maybe we'll do that next. Yeah. I think they have a movie. Is it called something like the Phineas and Ferb movie? Yeah, of course it is. Probably. So, if I had really cared, I would have sat down and forced myself to watch... There's only 17 episodes, but I got through, it was like 10 minutes, and I was just like, I absolutely cannot do this. It was so bad. Yeah, we watched, we found like some playlist on YouTube that had a bunch of the episodes, like it had a bunch of the episodes, and also had some of like the other weird short episodes, because a lot of those cartoons in the 60s would be like two or three yeah. different cartoons smushed into one half hour block or whatever. Oh, like Garko and the Friends did that, right? Yeah, so there was George of the Jungle, and then there was something called Super Chicken, which was really <laughs> bad. It's about this, like, millionaire chicken who has an alter ego. I don't think you have to explain what it's about. It's all right there in the title. <laughs> and I can't remember what the third thing was, but it was really dumb. I'm not done with Super Chicken. Tell me more about that. Um, He 
fights crime and to get at one point i remember one of them he gets he's trying to stop a bank robbery and the bank robbers frame the chicken as having robbed the bank and so bastards to get out of it he like quick changes into his rich guy chicken outfit and they're like oh it's this guy he wouldn't be robbing the bank are we talking like this is batman but he's a chicken i think it might be he's also really really dumb oh i love it run it johnny (laughs) and then there was a third one i can't remember what the third one was it definitely couldn't possibly beat super chicken it couldn't beat super chicken let's Uh, do a super chicken podcast let's do it we should start a list of all the podcasts we say we're going to do. Wow, there's so many. We've um, got to start our network. So, yeah, it was it was rough. We made it through. And like you said, you reach the, the natives that are just a bunch of white people. Yeah, they're just white guys. Uh, and then, yeah, like the it's weird troubling. like mob boss native leader yeah. guy who's also wearing like a pinstripe suit. As you do in the bush. In the bush. That's, in Afri- that's Australia, not Africa. But yeah, we I could not make it through anymore. I I tried. I thought about like putting more on because we only made it through like five or six episodes of this. I mean, that's plenty. I feel like <sighs> that's good. It was bad, yeah. And then it we just uh, it was rough. It was a rough thing to watch, and I don't care to ever have to do it again. No, we don't necessarily recommend it. We don't. That being said, the movie for a live action movie it is pretty similar, but for some reason it works a lot better. I f- a lot better. This is something I said to Connor when we watching it. It felt like a parody of a parody. Like it was making fun of itself. Yeah. So yeah. like George of the Jungle, the cartoon was supposed to be a parody of Tarzan. Right. But this nineteen ninety seven movie of George of the Jungle feels like a parody of that nineteen sixty seven cartoon. It got them. I mean, they're super self aware of what they're doing. Yes. And I think it really works. I think that's part of what makes the movie still fun. It's still really fun. It I was... forgot how much fun this movie yeah, was. Yeah. I, I don't think I realized or remembered how much fun this was. But it felt like they they understood while they were making this movie that it was dumb. It had dumb jokes and right. dumb things. And they just leaned into it. Yeah, they definitely leaned into it. I think that that's... I think if you're doing something that is this outrageously just ridiculous and ludicrous, that's what you have to do. You have to lean into it. Yeah. We get more into that later. Was this uh, on regular rotation in your house when you were growing up? No. So this came out in 1997, so I was 12 Mm -hmm. when it came out. I know we saw it. I remember watching it, and it was probably the start of my love affair with Brendan Fraser. But I don't think we owned it or anything, so we probably rented it from Blockbuster, one of our... Mm-hmm. weekly blockbuster trips that's right but yeah so i don't i don't think i watched a lot i mean by that point i was hitting middle school so do you have any memories of this one i don't remember the first time we saw it i do remember we watched it it might have been on tv or something when i was in my early teens because it came out when i was 10 and i remember there's i don't remember what scene it was but there's some scene with brendan fraser and he's just standing there like in his loincloth and my lesbian mother was like he's so cute I mean, he, he crosses barriers. He transcends the gender preference line the way a, a good, attractive person should. Well, and nothing about him screams like, I'm a big manly man. Yeah. We, we touch on this later. We do. The lack of toxic masculinity it's is beautiful. Beautiful. It's absolutely great because he's so, he could have very easily been, well, it's like the character in the cartoon is just, he's a big, burly, stupid as shit guy. Yeah. And he's not in the movie. I know. In the movie, he's just this... He's not the brightest bulb in the world. No. He's still a dumb dude. sweet. But he's sweet sweet and he just wants to help people. Just to hang. He just wants to party. He just wants to hang out and make things right for people. 
So this screenplay was written by Dana Olson. It began as a spec script titled Gorilla Boy, <laughs> which was apparently the writer's nickname for his son. Oh. So, yeah, poor Skid kid. super hairy or something? Maybe he crawls around on stuff I was going to say, oh, it's the old knuckle walker over here. <laughs> While he was shopping the screenplay to studios, he intentionally avoided Disney because he knew they had the film rights to George of the Jungle, and he figured they wouldn't be interested in another Tarzan-type spoof. As it turns out, Disney didn't have a script for the movie, and they happily looked at and bought Olsen's story. I wonder how they got a hold of it if he was actively avoiding giving it to them. I mean, he probably had an agent who probably was like, let's just send it and see what they say. All right, If you can get that sweet Disney money, you do. Yes, that's true. So this was the second film from Disney to be based on a cartoon or a TV show that wasn't a Disney show. The first one was Popeye. Well, so didn't we just say that Popeye was also the first one that had swearing in it? Yeah, when we were doing Fight of the Navigator. Popeye was revolutionary for Disney. Revolutionary. I also, until we started doing this, did not realize that Popeye was a Disney movie. I didn't either. I had no idea. That's such a good one. Almost every element from the original cartoon series is included in the movie, even the never argue with the narrator line that shows up in Jay Ward's cartoon. That was a pretty funny bit in the movie. I get into that later. I really love the narrator aspect of this movie. It's, it's so great. So, it, I, I'll say it now. It's so like stupid and it's such a dumb throwaway cheap laugh, but it's so funny. It, well, it's done really effectively. It works. It just works really well. And I think it comes back to that this film production knew what they were doing. They mm-hmm. knew that they were making this silly, goofy movie. Yeah. And instead of being like, ugh, fine, here's a paycheck, they just went for it, and they did it hard. You gotta, you know, if you're gonna make a bad joke, you have to be invested in that bad joke. Right. I know this very well. You are very familiar with this. I am very familiar with this. You've gotta really be dedicated. It has to be a hill you're willing to die on. Yeah. But also know that what you're doing is dumb. Oh, absolutely. Like, you're have to. you fully aware of what you're doing. You're not thinking you're making the best joke that's ever happened, and you're just committing to it. You say it loud, you say it proud. Brendan Fraser and Leslie Mann had acrobatic lessons to swing on vines. That's kind of like what Fiona does. Yeah, she's doing the trapeze thing. Yeah, I went to her showcase. Oh, was it fun? She was amazing. I was still dying, so I couldn't. It, it was really impressive. I was actually talking to Will about it last night because, like, the upper body strength of these people is so phenomenal. I have no variety. It's crazy. I've never I would die. I would fall off immediately. That I would, like, snap my leg for sure. But yeah. she, she was she was fantastic. She did a great job. I just, The idea that they did their own swinging on vines is pretty wild to me. That is crazy. I mean, that I imagine is... they didn't do all of it, but... They probably weren't that high off the ground, I'm willing to bet. No, probably not. Probably with a lot of mats underneath them. I and... hope there was at least... A mattress being carried around with some <laughs> some grips or something. <laughs> a trampoline. A lot of the filming was done in an empty airplane hangar in Playa del Rey in California. They filled it with 5,000 plants for authenticity. How big are airplane hangars? Probably pretty big. Pretty big, because I think they're meant to hold a few different planes. My biggest thing is I wonder if the plants were, like, actually accurate plants at all. Mm. I don't know enough about plants or African plants to, like, say. I'm going to say you probably don't know anything about African plants. I'm willing to bet. No, I, I probably don't. You're probably right. I don't either. I mean, I'm not saying I'm better than you. So, I mean, I guess to me, like, it looked like a jungle. Yeah, definitely. Good I mean, enough. also, they weren't really going for accuracy. There's no authenticity. No, he would be dead with how many times he hit trees at full speed. The concussions so. that man would suffer. Oh, let's hear his scrambled eggs for brains. Scrambled eggs for brains. Uh, a lot of the wide angle shots were done in Hawaii. I like this one. According to an LA Times article from 1998, Daniel S. Field, the personal trainer that helped Brennan Fraser reach the muscly peaks in this movie, 
Jesse wrote that. I did write that. Tried to sue Fraser for not getting him a credit in the film. He did not win that case. Uh, Gotta try, though. I saw this fact in a couple of spots, so I looked it up and I found some articles. Yeah, he, like, apparently he was very, very upset that he didn't get a credit in the film for this. I didn't realize that was a thing. I don't know if I've ever noticed personal trainers credited in films before. Well, was he employed by the production company or was he employed by Brendan Fraser? I don't know. I don't either. I don't, I don't know. I guess we could have looked that up, but we didn't. How much oil do they go through oiling up Brendan Fraser for every shot? I thought that was kind of gross. Cause it's, it was a little overkill. It like implies that he's super sweaty and that's not sexy. Oh, you just ruined it. Sorry. Well, what'd you think it was? I don't know. He just looked shiny. So glistening? It's because it's, it's humid. I mean, he is in the jungle in Africa, so. It's warm. It's quite warm. And he's swimming, swinging around. That's, it's that's a lot me. of upper body strength. It's a lot of cardio. All the time. <laughs> Four years ago, someone started a petition <laughs> on change.com to get the director's cut released. I'm trying to understand what they thought they were going to get out of a director's cut of George of the Jungle. Yeah. Did they think that there were some plot holes that needed to be sewn up? Did they think there was like some special storyline that didn't get completed the way that Sam Weissman wanted it? Maybe they wanted to follow the poacher guys. I don't know, it was so weird to me that I found this, and I found the actual petition on change.com, and there were like 12 people that had signed it. There are 12 people who care. That's amazing. Was Do you one think... of them Brendan Fraser? I don't know. It doesn't give me names when you look at it. Mm. Do you think it was just the guy who started the petition and like whoever he could con of his friends to sign yeah, it? Yeah, he sent out like a group text. Remember to sign my petition about George the Jungle? I'm like, what? Just like his parents and his brother, just to shut him up. Just to shut him up. You know, Gary doesn't feel supported. So the animal scenes are a mix of live animals and puppets. Mm -hmm. uh, this is really evident in the lion scene when he's fighting the lion. Oh, yeah, when it's just like a, a stuffed animal. Like at one point, it literally just looks like the stuffed animal I had when I was eight of a lion. Yep. Sticking with animals, the elephant, Shep, who is his elephant dog, I guess. It's clearly his dog. Clearly his dog, my bad, is played by Tai, mm -hmm. which is an Asian elephant born in 1968. Not an African elephant. Is he still alive? I believe so. Elephants live for a long Do time. They? Okay. I don't know. How long, what's the lifespan They're of them? so big. They are quite big and very sweet. Apparently an Asian elephant can live to like 50. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, and African elephants are 60 to 70 years. Oh, well, that's too much. <laughs> Toucans, capuchin monkeys, are only found naturally in the Americas, not Africa. Yeah. Orangutans, macaws, and gibbons are only found in Asia. And sulfur-crested cockatoos are found in Australia. So basically, all of the animals in this movie were wrong. But visually, they looked great. They looked fabulous. I like Tuki Tuki. Tuki Tuki was great. Leslie Mann apparently fell in love with Brenda Fraser. God, can you blame her? No, not at all. I'm glad we're all on board. We're all on board. I remember I watched a clip of that interview from last year that she did, and apparently he would come into the makeup trailer every morning and just kiss her. Yeah. Can you imagine? He knew what he was doing. It'd be great. He knew. He knew. So, can't blame her for falling in love with him, but she did still go and marry Judd Apatow, so what does she know? <laughs> They've been married, I think, since 1997. They've been married a long time. Good for them. Brendan Fraser's future wife was one of the women at the horse yeah. scene. They did not last. No, and that's part of why he his career declined, yeah. apparently, because he had a really nasty divorce. It sucks. She took advantage of him. What a bitch. Yeah. It had its premiere at the San Diego Wild National Park. Disney built a large outdoor theater for it. Why didn't they just have it at Disneyland? Maybe that wasn't jungly enough. San Diego's not a jungle. I've been there. There's like a Trader Joe's. The Wild National Park? Oh, I haven't been there. 
After watching this movie, director Stephen Sommers considered Bendon Fraser for the role of Rick O'Connell in The Mummy, for which I am personally incredibly thankful. I haven't seen that movie in so long. I probably watch that movie once a year. It's one of my favorite movies. I'll watch it with you. Let's do it. It's... Is it Rachel Weisz as Evie? Is that yeah. Right? Um, John Hanna plays her brother. Yes. And I love him. He's great. I love John Hanna. Did you ever see the third one that they made like five, six years which ago? Which one had The Rock? second one that was the second one he was the scorpion, scorpion king. king but then they also made the actual scorpion king movie but i don't think i ever saw that one i don't think i saw the third one the third one they recast evie because rachel weiss oh. apparently didn't want to come back so wouldn't I never you just saw not it. do it right like that's Would why you i always not make it at that point like oh this person who's Im- Im- embodied this defined this character doesn't want to come back well then call it a day call it a day Richard Roundtree, who played, I think it's Kwame. Kwame, Ursula's head jungle guide, was the original Shaft in the first five films. Uh, in and 1971's Shaft is considered to be one of the first and most successful black exploitation films. So it was very and uh, the theme from Shaft by Isaac Hayes won an Academy Award, I believe. Oh, it's not a great song, but it is very iconic. Dated, yes. <laughs> Everyone iconic. knows the Shaft song. Mm-hmm. Roundtree is also a breast cancer survivor and hmm. went public with his story a few years after he was cancer free, which you don't hear very much about men who have breast cancer, but no. they definitely can get it. Check for lumps, fellas. Check your lumps. Check. Well, if you have lumps, that's bad. Do get them checked. Check for lumps. Check for lumps. And if you find one, check your lump. Check your lump. And go to the doctor. That's what they're there for. Please. Frank Welker is a prolific voice actor. He has 847 voice credits mm-hmm. on IMDb. He did sounds for the lion, the little monkey, who was named Mr. Binks, and was also the same monkey from Friends. Mr. Binks. Mr. Binks. Do you remember that episode of Friends? Uh, Marcel. Is that his name? Where the worst character in the history of television gets a monkey. Ross Geller. Ross Geller. I hate Ross. Yeah, because he sucks. He doesn't have a single redeeming quality. That was, yeah, I think it was, was it Marcel the monkey? I thought maybe. Whatever. Anyway, so it was the same monkey. Mm -hmm. Very talented monkey. Yeah. He's got range. But he did sounds for that, Shep, Tukey, and the Gorilla Sound Effects. He was also the voice of Apu in Aladdin, that's so what we I have know, talked about him before. That's what I know Frank Welks from. Well, apparently, Wilker. he's just in, like, everything, and he does sound effects for mm-hmm. a gazillion things. cool job. It is pretty cool. If you can make just monkey sounds for your job, shit. I didn't get this actor's name, and I wish I had. Uh, I just wrote, I love the oi boy and his anti-posh British accent lecturing American dude about wearing black leather in the jungle. And he looks like a young Nick Cave. He does look like a He looks yeah. very much like Nick Cave, so I liked that. I do not remember his name. The other thug Thor. guy's name was Thor, which I, I thought was really funny. I think funny. it's Max and Thor. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. I don't right. remember the actor's name, though. And I do like that he got yelled about for wearing black leather in the well, jungle. Well, I mean, that was a pretty dumb oh, choice. I said, yeah, it is. Should we go into some of the costuming and yes. animation? Animation, costuming, what have you. So for animation, there is some CGI in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Shep is acting like a dog and when the little monkey acts like George to scare off the lion. And then, of course, the ridiculous Pride Rock scene. That's right. Uh, it's definitely pre-Gollum. It's terrible. It's, it's so bad. It's not great. The Shep scenes have that uncanny valley look like it's not quite meshed into the lighting very well I, maybe that's part of maybe they did that on purpose though it's I, part of the like it might have just been they didn't have a lot of budget for their wall breaking if we look at it my way though it's more fun it is more fun right and then the pride rock scene is really rough it's dumb yeah it's the it looks pretty bad well Gollum was being developed they were working on him and then there's the cartoon opening with yes the almost seizure inducing flashing 
lots of big, bright, bold colors, lots of flashing. I mean, like, Connor and I watching it, we're like, oh, holy crap, that's a lot of, like, I feel like I'm gonna lose my mind looking yes. at this. That was a lot. Overstimulating. Very overstimulating. Uh, this is peak, peak 90s costuming. It is. Everything is... Everything. Everything is 90s. Weird cardigans, scrunchies, the wedding dress at the end. Yeah. Oh, dang, my Aunt Pam had that hair at her Did wedding. Did she really? We're talking Or my firm. former Aunt Pam, they got divorced. But oh. It was... That hair was exactly what she had. Did she get married in the 90s? Yes. Okay. I was flower girl. I was Aww. seven. My aunt made my dress. I twisted my ankle at the reception. That's all I remember. That in the hair. Blocked out from pain. Blocked out from pain. She's very 90s. I wrote she looks like Adelia's model. She so looks exactly like Adelia's model. The bright blonde hair that's very tightly curled, which is a, it's a Luke. A look. It's a very, like, that, that unnatural curly look. Yes. Like, they are too pristine to yes, actually they're too be your perfect. hair. It's like Christine Dye hair. She has frosted purple eyeshadow. Yes. She's got that, like, light nude lip. She's got skinny eyebrows. Like, it is 1997 on film. Yeah, you couldn't, you could not have done any better with that costume. No. And scrunchies. And scrunchies. The wallet chain. Thor had a wallet chain. That was I know so many people who use wallet chains. Yeah, but this was like not the punk look. This was just normal it's people just wearing wallet chains. How... The cell phone. Oh, and the car phones. The car, yeah, we had one of those when I was a kid. We had never like... had the car phones, but yeah. Well, they were like $900. They were ridiculous. They were insanely expensive, and they didn't work half the time. No, of course not. And then the cell phones were really ridiculous. Yes. Like the big, chunky fo- mm-hmm. flip phone style. We should bring those back. They just look like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> I saw something my way. I follow. I'm friends with my fourth grade teacher on Facebook. It's not weird. Yeah, whatever. But he posted this link to this woman who is like a tech person who hates smartphones, and she built a phone with a rotary dial. Yes. Like why? Why? I get that you don't like cell phones and you don't like smartphones, but Jesus Christ, rotaries! I work with a guy who still has like a little like tiny brick phone. Um, they're indestructible. He doesn't believe in smartphones because they can track you wherever you go. I hope he doesn't find out about taxes. The government knows everything already. <laughs> I've kind of given up on being parent about that. Right, like, like what am I going to do about it? Nothing. I can't do anything. Oh, I should do my taxes. They're tracking all of us anyway, right? right. Might as well just lean into it. Right. They can't They can't keep super close jobs <clears throat> on everybody. Uh, what, other... do you, what do you have to hide, sir? Uh, our other costuming note is the cost. The gorillas, all of the apes around the treehouse, yeah. are all just costumes. They were Henson puppeteers in costumes, which is why they looked, looked good, good. <laughs> and moved good. Uh, the faces were remote-controlled animatronics, and they were all meticulously trained in gorilla behavior. Man, what a fun college class that would be. <laughs> Here's how you be a gorilla. Could talk to the writer's son. Gorilla Boy. Gorilla Boy. I bet he's got lots of facts for them. I thought that the mouth movements for Ape weren't super well lined up. No, they were very botchy. They weren't, yeah, they weren't great, but the guy in the Ape suit deserves some awards because he gave off posh British butler vibes in an Ape suit. Well, I bet that the person who controlled the face didn't go to the Ape classes. He probably didn't. What a dick. And now look at you ruined the whole thing. Ruined it all. 
I wrote that I think it's really cool that Ursula spends almost her the entire time she's in the jungle wearing like khakis and a practical lace or, um lace up a practical button up top. It and, looks like, like what someone might actually wear yeah. if they're trekking through and the jungle. And they, they had a pretty good excuse to like put her in some dumb skin tight cheetah print dress. Like right, like it could have been real bad, but they didn't. They lean, think, they did it good. Yeah, I think that's cool. Again, when she's when they're in San Francisco, she's just wearing the most hideous, hideous clothing. That's the nineties, baby. I'm talking like eight. So let's get some ill fitting pants. Sheath dresses. Dress pants, sheath dresses. Oh, the sheath dresses. Let's get a sweater that doesn't give you any shape and has stripes on it for some reason, but only like two stripes. Only two. Very nineties. Uh let's see, mom looked exactly like every like rich lady in the 90s yeah pantsuits yes shoulders shoulder pads that's holland taylor so she is married to sarah paulson oh i didn't know that Mm -hmm. and she was in i think she plays characters like this a lot just kind of like yeah like i know that i've seen her before Mm -hmm. and i think she's on dharma and greg oh i think she was i think she was the mom the mom one of their moms god i love that show did you really i did we watched it all the time don't i think i went back to watch it like a couple years ago and i was like oh the guy what was his name greg greg great well i mean the actor (laughs) i don't remember his. Uh, i remember he was in some lifetime movie where he played satan okay yeah tyler's girlfriend has been doing a podcast with one of her friends in chicago where they do lifetime movies love it i'm a hundred percent in yeah i love it what a great idea right great idea now we have a new segment that we, we, we feel like we needed because we couldn't fit this shit anywhere else. We were, we were really embracing the miscellaneous stuff too much. And then I had to edit it into weird spots and I hated it. And so She we, was mean to me about it too. Was. She was always like, oh, why did you put this under this? Why did you put this under this? And then she'd okay, hit me with to be belt. fair, you would put weird things under like production. Be like, why? I didn't know what else to do with it. That's why we had miscellaneous. <laughs> anyway, we've got a writing and plot points things because it there's a lot of stuff we needed it that we just have to be like what what why you touched on this one earlier the narrator the narrator i wrote the narrator is such a hacky cheap laugh factory but goddamn if it didn't work because it's such a great storytelling device and it's it just i think is part of what makes the leaning into the ridiculousness that much better like it adds to it so much it's just it's so ridiculous we've talked about this in previous episodes the reality of the movie yeah and what that reality is and in this reality there is a narrator and apparently everybody can hear him everyone can hear him and he's just there and that's what it is and it's kind of great that they don't they aren't acting like it's weird like at one point thor starts arguing with the narrator and the other guy was like why are you why why would you do that you can't argue with the narrator right and but it's not treated like that's ridiculous there's a narrator it was like no you don't argue with the narrator yeah it's rude that's just rude that goes into the fourth wall breaking yeah, the series they, a lot, which is a great... I think that... And they use it really well. They don't use it all the time, but mm-hmm. you get a couple of times, like, when the guides look directly into the camera and make a joke about Lyle, and it's great. Will said... We were talking about it last night, and Will said that the line he remembers the best from this is the is the awe. The awe-awe line. Yeah. Aww. Aww. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, hacky, cheap, throwaway, but it's a play on words. And it's funny, and it's really well executed. And they all, it's all acted so genuinely. Like, it's, I think you can get a lot of actors who are like, oh, this is too stupid for me to do. But none of them seem to do that. They're all just like. Not Shaft. Shaft Not Shaft. Shaft and Brendan Fraser were all in on being goofy. Goofballs. And I think it makes the movie better. I think if Mm -hmm. you had any of them acting like they were too good for this, it would have been a lot worse. 
Tom Cruise would never have been in this movie. No. <laughs> no, I'm picturing Tom Cruise as George. He would have been terrible. He would have been terrible. He would have been the worst George ever. Why, this bothered me, so I was watching this with a bit of a critical eye. Why did Lyle even show up? He showed up, and then he's like, I hate it here, Smoochie Bear, let's go, let's go home. Like, why didn't you just wait? She's, like, almost done. Right, like, she was just had one more mountain to climb. It. I think that just comes down to he's kind of a controlling dickbag. Mm, probably. Could be a... Like, he needed to just abusive. have control of that situation, and instead he got ridiculed. Yeah. Yeah. The breakfast that Ape prepares for her, I actually looked at it, and it's very thoughtful, but it looked really fucking gross. It's poached eggs in a strawberry papaya. Oh, gross. Yeah, like, <laughs> there's, and then there's a whole fish and starfruit. That's cool. That's also a lot of food for a small woman, but poached eggs and a strawberry papaya. But to be fair, they have no idea what women are. Where are the eggs coming from? The birds? Can you eat, like, toucan eggs? I can't see why you wouldn't. Does Tuki know that you're taking the eggs? I know eggs come from birds, (laughs) Jesse. I was raised on a farm. Oh, and I imagine they're just eating eggs. I mean, because there's not like there's fucking chickens around the treehouse. Probably not. No. So they're just eating bird eggs. Whatever they can find. Let's bring it back to that circle of life conversation. That's right. There are a lot of poop jokes in this movie. There are a lot of poop jokes. I do not remember all of the poop jokes. I'm still into it. When he falls into the elephant's shit, and then when she thanks Betsy for the moist towelettes. (laughs) When he falls into the elephant shit, it's just like on his face for the rest of that scene, and it's all I could look at. He keeps spitting it out. Like, they, he really went for that. He really did. I'm I'm sure it was like oatmeal or something. Sure, I'm sure it was something normal, but like, you're looking at it, like, he's just got this green gunk all over his face. There's green shit all over Thomas Hayden George's face. For like three minutes. Yeah, and that's all I could see Mm -hmm. in that entire scene. I was like, there's still shit on your face. That also was a great, there's still shit on your face. A great, um, fourth wall yes with the guides the the guides were funny guys were funny they were real funny oh we kind of already talked about this the lion king pride rock parody stupid it's so stupid but it was timely it was only only two years after lion king so it was funny but yeah it was silly and then there's the mid-credit scene with ape in vegas singing my way that went too far i think i think that was too far that one went a little bit too far and then the poachers are in his show. show yeah playing the tree why I just wanted to give him a happy ending, I guess. Is that a happy ending? Sure. They're not in prison. I guess that's that. Oh, Ursula, we did, this is an earlier point in the movie, but Ursula is totally into the white ape calling for his mate story. She's got bedroom eyes. She is She's so into, into it. it. The concept of this white ape looking for his mate was, she, she likes was, it. no wonder she threw Lyle over. Find me a monkey. So there's only one song. There's only, well, yeah, there's one song. Well, there's two songs, but. There's one song, and as the opening of this movie was playing, I'm listening to it and going, this is a terrible version of this song. I like it. I hated it. I was Why? Like, I don't know. It just sounded shitty. I'm like, who sang this? Was this? This had to have been some one-hit wonder from the 90s. And folks, I was wrong. They were a two-hit wonder. They have two songs. The song was sung by the presidents of the United States of America, better known for Peaches and Lump. Peaches is also a terrible song. I fucking love Peaches. Do you really? I think it's, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. I think it's pure nostalgia. Like Maybe. Because, you know, it was the 90s. I think when you're 10 years old, that's really funny. Millions of Peaches. Millions of Peaches. Peaches for me. My friend Jacqueline loves that song, but she really hates Peaches. Well. I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, I thought it was a terrible rendition of that song. I kind of like it. I just think it's fun. I hate it. Should we go to some social commentary? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We actually don't have... Well, I guess we have a bit. Not a 
ton. And well, not a lot of it's bad. No, we actually like I think this is the first time we have good things. <laughs> More to good talk things, about yeah, than bad in the things. Commentary. Um, one That's of the, the power of Brendan Fraser. Speaking of Brendan Fraser, the first thing I think we probably should have is someone. George is a great example of someone who is very secure. Oh my god! In his masculinity and who he is as a person, and there's no toxic masculinity out of George. There's no concept whatsoever. of it. He has first of all, he has no concept of it, but also like that man rocks a fucking dress and a cardigan and that floppy hat yeah. through San Francisco, and he good. looks great. He does and he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit. I wrote, I had to keep going back to this bit because every time something happened, I would add to it. George is the best. best. He wants Ursula to stay and he's visibly disappointed when she expresses the desire to go back to her stupid fiance, but he immediately helps her get back because he is respectful, even though it didn't really work out. He helps tiny monkey bro rebuild his self-esteem. He dolls himself up by adding pink flowers to his outfit because he has no concept of toxic masculinity. And he, he just wanted to feel pretty. He just wanted to feel pretty. And he wanted you know to look what? Special. He looked pretty. He did look pretty. And he was special. right. He dances goofily to make Ursula feel less self-conscious. He is everything. Everything. Like, as BuzzFeed would say, he is iconic. Iconic. We stan a king. Stan. Stan a big old... Do people still say Stan? I don't know. I'm 34. I'm no longer in touch with you. Yeah, we're way past that now. We can still say it. He's respectful of people's choices and their decisions. He just wants to help people. Like, he wants to help Little Monkey Bro feel better about himself and not be bullied. Mm -hmm. He wants to help everyone everywhere he goes. He just, he sees a problem and he wants to help fix it. He's amazing. He's amazing. And he doesn't do it to get anything in return. No, he just does it because he's a good guy. He's a good guy who wants to help people and he does good things. I would like to point out to any incels who might be listening that this is how you make yourself attractive to women. Also, shower. Showering is a big... If you have long hair, you have to keep it clean because... Oh, dang, son. Yeah. There's nothing less attractive to anyone on the planet than long, greasy, straggly hair. George's hair is always clean. George and, lived, and he lived in the jungle. So and he what, managed to wash his hair. So what excuse so do you have? One of the first things that I noticed we were watching was the narrator is, you know, talking about how there's a terrifying intruder in the jungle. <laughs> and they turn the camera and it's the rich white girl. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the most real thing this movie it really, Yeah, it really sets the tone. It really sets the, the rest tone of the movie. for that white girl privilege. That's a good one. So George has no idea of the concept of women. Yeah, that seems like a bit of a gap in his education, considering Ape seems to know a lot about a lot. A lot of things, but somehow he didn't know anything about women. Like, there had to be female gorillas, right? Like, the concept of women was a thing. Right. But not human women? I feel like maybe this is pulling at the threads. Do you think so? But I understand. Also, if you you want to get into that, he should, again, he should have died several times. Several times. But, and then, like, they're trying to teach George how to, like, woo a woman, and that scene was funny as hell. So the book that Ape gives to George to try to figure out how to woo women is called Coffee, Tea, or Me. And it's a real book about the lusty stories of two airline stewardesses. Oh. And it was written by Donald Bain in 1967, but it was originally presented as an actual memoir of two airline stewardesses. Like their sexcapades? Yeah. This was actual American Airlines PR stuff. Donald Bain worked in the public relations department for an actual airline. Really feels like it would fit right in with my like vintage smut collection. It totally would. I'll see if I can find you a copy. Oh my god, that would be great. But so it was presented as this actual memoir of these two airline stewardesses and they actually hired two airline stewardesses to pretend 
to go on like publicity tours for this yeah. book. And one of them was so tickled by it, she legally changed her name oh. to one of the fake writers of the book. Oh, that is, that's a fan move. There were sequels written. It was a weird time. The 60s were a weird <laughs> Coffee time, Coffee, tea, or meat. The revenge. The revenge. But yeah, so it was a real book. I don't know that they would have learned much that would have been successful in actually wooing a woman from a no. book written yeah. by a dude. How did Ursula get George into the country? Uh, the power of being well, wealthy. I mean, I'm that's, sure it's a private flight. You still need to go through customs with a private flight, though, don't you? I would imagine so, but you I honestly still need don't a passport know. to enter the country. Maybe if it's like I rescued this guy from the jungle and he doesn't have a social security card. Like, well, that's I imagine, fine. Just let him write in. I imagine that there's some kind of plan in place for that, but I really don't. I know. mean, I suppose so. This is pre nine eleven. Yes. So pre Gollum, pre Gollum, pre nine eleven. So I guess it was just less of a thing. Like I bet if this movie had been made after two thousand one. Yes. Oh, for sure. There would have been something different. Do you remember when you used to be able to go up to a gate to meet oh, somebody? Up to the gates and see them off or meet people? Yeah. Yeah, that was 20 years ago. More than 20 years ago. Yeah. No, 20 years ago. I went to Germany just a few years after 9-11 and it was wild. Like the stuff that we, like we'd have all these like classes about like what we had to do and stuff. It's insane. And it, there was like all sorts of guidelines just to get through the airport. In 2003, I went to Europe. So they were still pretty locked down. It was still pretty intense. Can someone officiate their own wedding? Apparently, yes. So I did a little Googling on this, and I couldn't find anything about Africa specifically. Sure. But in the U.S., there are nine states in which you can officiate your own wedding. Now, there are some weird stipulations on some of it. Some of it's like certain religious factions. and Is it legally binding then? Yeah. Some of them you have to go like sign a thing. Oh. But... Seems weird. It seems weird. Why would you want to officiate your own wedding first? That seems like a lot of work. I mean, maybe you want to kidnap a woman. Try and then lose her, her in a river and but then mistakenly th- marry an ape? Yeah, he was being sexually assaulted. I that mean, was for sure happening. Yeah, that, that ape was uh, taking liberties. I'm not going to say ape rape, but, <laughs> but ape rape. That's what was happening. The mayor, so at their engagement party, which... Let's talk about this engagement party for a second. The timeline of this relationship is really messing me up. It's really weird. But also, if half of your engaged couple is not going to be there, why are you still having this party? I don't know. Why Why was there a wedding cake at an engagement party? Why are you not concerned about the whereabouts of your future son-in-law? Why do you want your daughter to marry somebody she doesn't want to marry? It's not 1918. But you're like, nope, we're going through it. We're just going to have this party. Dad seems cool. Why is he married to this Dad bitch? Dad does seem cool. And he, you know, I will I mean, give this, he could have easily been the, like, disconnected, non-caring father who was just like, mm, I don't know. But he was actually stood up for her, for Ursula. Yeah, he did. And, like, was like, look, lady, chill. <laughs> that was kind of an unexpected thing. Yeah, that was that. nice. It's something to counterbalance the mother. Because I, I think so often when you have those stereotypes of, like, the crazy mother and the uncaring father who doesn't give a shit about anything. That's how serial killers are made. That is how serial killers are made. But in this one, he's like, stands up for Ursula and... Yeah, it's a cool guy. He's a cool dude. It's a cool dude. Good dad. Good dad. Thank you, Mr. Stanhope. We appreciate you. We appreciate And he threw a, a party for her at the bank where she works for her father, I guess. I was wondering what her rent is, because she's in a high-rise... You know that daddy is paying for that in rent. In San Francisco. You know she's not paying that herself. And what exactly is it that Lyle Vanderroot does? Because he's also Be a wealthy. wealthy. Mogul. I'm a mogul. 
I would love to be a mall girl. Yeah. But so at this engagement party, the mayor, Willie Brown Jr., who was the actual mayor of San Francisco at the time of this movie, and I think he was in a couple of other movies as the mayor. He's like, talk about leaning into something. He was really into being the mayor of San Francisco. But so he's at this engagement party. He says, it's nice to be among normal people. I think that was a joke. Do you think so? I do, because Because it was clearly so extravagant. (laughs) Nothing about this party was normal people, and that was some serious rich people bullshit. Eat them. Eat them all. We gotta eat them. Watching Lyle get his dick kicked in during the Gifts from America bit is still, like, it's an extremely satisfying moment in cinema history. I love seeing rich white guys be humiliated. It's like my kink. I love it. And it's wild, because I don't know if we would get that same joke today. You don't think so? I don't know. I feel like we've kind of gone backwards. I don't know. You mean... Like the embarrassing the rich white guy? Oh. Because the guides come back and like, cool, you're Polaroid, but I much prefer my 35 right. millimeter camera that has all of these fancy features. I think we just fall back. I don't know. I would love to go back to that, though. I just want... To, to make fun of rich white I guys? I just want to eat the rich. That's eat them all. all. Barbecue. I would eat meat if men I could eat the rich. So George sends himself UPS to Africa. It's the quickest way to get there. As far as this is pooping, that's what I wanted to know. Where is he pooping? He's eating just bananas, like all bananas. He only has bananas. That's it. And a bird. There are air holes. That's where he's peeing. But do you think those UPS workers are like, why is this box leaking? Not going to question it. Don't question anything. The weight is very unevenly distributed, and we're pretty sure that there's a bird in there. (laughs) But nobody touch it. It's not our problem. Yeah, just wear gloves. fine did george have to get somebody to like take the box to ups for him how did he how did he get in this box and then get it sent again i feel like some like minimum wage ups counter worker just be like all right get in the box who paid for it maybe dad did who did pay for it i don't know or do you think george was just like i gotta get back to africa can you guys help me out and everyone's like man this is such a nice guy yeah all right maybe it was the women who watched him with the horse I would have paid him to go anywhere he wanted to. I know. I just wanted to be happy. God, that horse scene. So funny. <sighs> it's such a great scene. With his shirt unbuttoned down to his just, navel. Yeah. That's the the deep V. I am sure you made this note. I'm almost positive that if you get deported, that doesn't mean you just get released and you get to wander right, around. Like, so Max I'm and Thor... Sure they send you back to where you came from. Max and Thor are in prison and they get deported. Or they, they get... The, they open up the prison cell and they're like, oh, are we free? Like, no, you're getting deported. Yeah. And the next scene, they're just wandering through a marketplace. And they steal a baguette, which is a weird thing to steal from a marketplace. I'm pretty sure we... Did an entire movie about a kid who stole a baguette from a marketplace already. Yeah, well, okay, that was not exactly a baguette, but that's fine. It's pretty close to a baguette. It's like... He steals a long, skinny piece of bread in Latin. It's, like, not that long. It's more like a French loaf, but whatever. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, no! I hate that joke. I know, and I love it so much. I know you do. Will does too. That's why we're friends. Yeah, I know. That's why we're friends. <sighs> God damn it. So some more Disney physics. Uh, when George goes back to Africa to try to save Ape, he's rowing down the river, but he's only rowing on one side of the boat. Yes. That was that would not work. That would not work. You, you would go in a circle. You would go in a perfect circle. So he maybe commands the waters as well. Sure. He is ki- the king. He is the king of the jungle. 
I want to know how in the opening credits that baby got chucked so far from that plane and he didn't die. Babies are made of rubber. No, not that rubbery. And then he keeps hitting trees like this man first. Maybe that's why he's dumb. Maybe he had some serious brain issues. He's got some TBI going on. That makes sense. When he's rescuing Ursula from the lion, he does the bouncing off the rubber tree and clotheslining the lion thing. That was a very, very springy tree. Extremely. But you know how trees are in the jungle. It's because there's so much moisture. They get real bendy. Real bendy and rubbery. That's science. And then he spins the lion above his head. I looked it up. An average adult male lion weighs 420 pounds. 420. 420. And he just spins it above his head, so. Like a pizza. Like a pizza. Lyle shoots George in the head. He shoots him. He shoots him. In the head. And he's. With the biggest Chekhov's gun of this entire movie. And he's fine. He's, yeah, yeah. He's like, got a band-aid on. He's got a band-aid on, but as soon as they get to San Francisco, the band-aid is off and I, there is nothing there. Are we sure he's even human? I don't know. There is a lot of, like, slamming into trees and... You can... Bullets can ricochet off of skulls. I know that. Like, it is possible. But they're still going to leave a mark. They're going to definitely penetrate the skin. Or at least, like, leave some sort of indication they were there. A powder burn. Yeah. Something. Probably a bullet So maybe he's inhuman. Maybe that's why he keeps hitting trees. Maybe he's an alien. Maybe he's a mutant. Maybe there's a, a whole planet full of hot jungle men out there and we just have to find it. We just have to find it. Find it, but we need space force. Space force. Somebody tell the Donald. This probably, I think, falls under the Disney physics. The way that Brendan Fraser just bodily moves Leslie Mann through this movie. Pretty impressive. It is wildly. He looks like it is zero strain whatsoever to pick up an entire person. Picking somebody up and holding them one-armed while swinging on a vine, I imagine, would be quite the, not just the feat of strength, but you've got to really be balanced. But that was the thing I noticed as I was watching. It was like, he would just like pick her up and move her. And it looked like he was picking up a pillow and moving it and it weighed nothing. And I was into it. Yeah, not gonna lie. I like how he's, this is terrible, I like how he's strong, but he's not too jacked. Yeah, he's tone, but oh he's not, God. he's not like bodybuilder. We have to give Henry Cavill a break from being objectified, so we're going to objectify it's gonna be. We've Fraser. been talking about Brendan Fraser for like three weeks, and God. I was talking well about Henry Cavill last night, though. I mean, how could you not? And how I've never seen any of his movies, because they all look just like really super boring to me. The Man from U.N.C.L.E. looked interesting. It's just an, is it an action movie? Yeah, it's like a spy film, almost. See, I can't stand spy okay. films. But it also had Arnie Hammer. And right, who's the six, short, six and a half feet tall. tiny girl. What's her name? Starts with a V. Vikander? I don't know who that is. Oh, I don't know. She's tiny. Oh, when Ape is being kidnapped by... Ape-nap. I'm sorry. When Ape is being ape-napped by Max and Thor, he tells Tukey to go find George. Yes. And Connor just piped in with, fly to San Francisco, Tukey, all the way from Africa. And he does it. And he does. You know what? Nonstop. Nonstop. He knows knows where George is. He He just knew how to get there. Toucans use the same kind of sonar that bats do. Really? I just made that up. I was like, that doesn't sound real at all. It's not true at all. (laughs) But I had you there for a second. (laughs) Only Toucans. Only Toucans. This is a quote from an interview with Brendan Fraser that I guess I didn't really know where to put it in, but it's such a weird one I had to mention it. He said about the original cartoon, it was like the Simpsons of its day. On the surface, it was children's entertainment, but it was jam-packed full of subversive humor incorporating an entire political and satirical agenda that it sneaked in underneath the kid radar. 
I didn't see enough of them to know if he's right. I'm gonna guess he. It feels isn't. like he's trying to give a lot of credit to a shitty '60s cartoon. Yeah. Maybe he, that's how he reconciled himself to justified being, being yeah, in the movie, being in this silly movie. He could not, however, justify being in the sequel. That's right. What a great segue! What a segue! <laughs> So there was a sequel to this movie called yes. George of the Jungle 2. It is on Disney+. Plus. Super creative naming. The only character or actors that returned from this movie were Thomas Hayden Church, John Cleese, and Keith Scott, who was the narrator. They recast George and Ursula. Maybe just don't do it. We just talked about this earlier. Right. Like, if you just don't main do cast it. won't come back. Your primary just, cast. Just don't do it. I guess it's not happening then. To summarize... Overall, I still think this was a fun movie. I think it was really fun. I think it was... I, I mean, I don't want to watch it every year, but it was a fun, goofy, self-aware movie. I'd watch it every couple of years. They knew what they were making. They knew it wasn't high art. Mm-hmm. And they had fun with it. It was just a fun, silly movie. Exactly. And it knew it was a fun, silly movie, so it wasn't trying to be something that it wasn't. Right. There are so I think there are a lot of movies that try to be better bigger more than what they really are right but i think this is a really good testament to when you know what it is you are and you're just making a silly movie and you really own it and make it the best that you can of a silly movie it turns out pretty fun and it holds up 20 years later that's true yes i think that's a great way of wrapping it up it was fun i liked it it was a really fun movie i give it uh four and a half bottle caps out of five i'm gonna go with four bananas out of five okay we should start rating all the movies. Yeah, but use different ratings. Like I said, bottle cap and you said banana. Yeah, absolutely. We should just rate it. I, said, I think I got that from True Crime Garage. I don't remember who used sure. bottle caps. Anything else? Vote for the right person, though, not for the wrong person. Don't vote for Trump. God, don't vote for Trump. If you're voting for Trump, please delete us from your podcast. And don't vote. We don't want you on our podcast. <laughs> don't even look at us. Don't even look at us. Don't even listen to us. No, no. I don't think I have anything else. Do you have all anything right. else? No. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our episode about George of the Jungle. If we really screwed something up, please let us know. If you just disagreed with us, we don't really care. Yeah. Screw you, too. Screw you, too. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at WTPAPod. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. RRS is what the kids say. It's the hip lingo of the kids. Thank you. Hello, fellow children. (laughs) Hello, fellow kids. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. And all hail Brendan Fraser. All hail Brendan Fraser. Goodbye. Bye. I like how, I like how you put... <laughs> I just like how you put um, the fact about the elephant under casting crew. That didn't think about the elephant as being a cast member, but I guess he is. He acted... No, he totally. You what else? Tie his credit. Uh, it's just funny. I, was, I wasn't sure where to put that under. That's, That's why funny. I also pulled that in when we talked about the animals. Oh, I like it. <laughs>